Welcome to Mapping Healthy Minds, a podcast about how mental health intersects with life. Each episode provides direction for listeners to take steps towards a healthier mind. I'm your host, licensed marriage and family therapist, Justin Lewis. On today's episode, I have a return visit from a grad school friend of mine named Ben Thompson. Ben and I, uh, again, visit communication breakdowns in relationships, and uh, the first time we covered defensiveness, and this time we cover criticism. And um, in this episode, Ben and I talk about where criticism comes from, what it looks like, and we also talk about what to do different so that you approach your conversations in a way that remove criticism. Before we get into the interview, I need to tell you that Mapping Healthy Minds is brought to you by Compass Counseling. Compass Counseling is a practice who provides therapy for individuals of all ages, couples, uh, and families. Therapy is done via telehealth all over Kentucky and in person in Paducah, Owensboro, and Henderson. If you want to learn more about getting services, go to the website compasscounseling.com. And now is my interview with licensed marriage and family therapist out of Oklahoma, Ben Thompson. First of all, I guess, how would you define criticism? If we're just going to start with a working definition. Yeah, how would I define criticism? You know, I was, I was looking through because the, the, again, the Gottman research, um, mm-hmm. this is one of their four horsemen, like we talked about contempt before. And, and criticism and I kind of like their um, their idea is that criticism is really character character assassination mm-hmm. um, you know this idea that um, I'm not I'm not complaining saying hey I don't like that I'm saying I don't like something about you right. <laughs> there's yeah. a problem with you um, and I think once we cross that line then we found our way into uh, yeah, we found our way into criticism Mm-hmm. It's more about attacking a personality rather than a specific behavior. I think that's, I think that's right. Um, <clears throat> and so when, uh, when would you say it's likely to show up criticism that is? Right. Um, anytime somebody does something you don't like, right. Or, or anytime somebody doesn't meet your standard, um, that could be that place for criticism. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was thinking about this, you know, it, I, I think it's a learned behavior for so many people in so many ways. Um, we're kind of talking about earlier culturally, right? There's a lot of, there's a lot of criticism, right? There's a lot of character assassination and um, we get big conventions to do this in. So you got your, <laughs> <laughs> your national convention, your democratic national convention, right? And it's this kind of this time of character assassination. Yeah, pretty much. Um, of of the other side, and no matter what side you're on, you know, we, we, we've kind of done that. And I used to think, you know, we, we have a lot people saying now, oh, it's so bad right now. If you look at history, <laughs> this is how it's been done for so long, right? It's nothing um, new under the sun, yeah. There's nothing new here. Uh, but <laughs> criticism has been pretty strong. And, um, you know, it's, it's harder to, seemingly harder to deal with the issues than it is to just attack the other person's uh, side, side of things. A lot harder to take ownership than it is to um, criticize somebody else, for sure. Mm-hmm. In the EFT, they talk about the defensiveness criticism pattern, 
Mm -hmm. And I think that plays out in society as well, um, where one side is critical of the other side, the other side gets defensive, which Mm -hmm. creates a space for the other person to be critical. And um, so I think that critical right back. Yeah. Just that, that, feedback loop maybe we would have called it in grad school but uh that that feedback loop kind of goes on um back and forth and right it's nothing it's nothing more it's not sophisticated it's basically again just why i call it that sometimes i just call it more sophisticated finger pointing right we we uh we we cloak it in rationalism i'm being rational i'm being you know seeing this for what it is and um Mm -hmm. no you're just pointing fingers back and forth saying um no you're this way no you're this way no you're this way and yeah, those and from a therapist side, those sessions are no fun, right? Uh. <laughs> I mean, in a way, but also in a way, it is a little bit interesting because you can just point out so yeah. easily, like, "Hey, this is what happens." Yes, very enlightening, <laughs> right? Because, yeah, yeah you'll, you'll tell couples and look at that and say, "Wow, this has got to be exhausting." Right, and this it's has got to like be a, a miserable way. It's an aha moment for them almost to say, "This is what you do all the time," and they're like. Oh yeah, that is exactly what happens. So, so in a way, there is some. Uh, I don't know if fun is the right way to say it, but uh, there is some uh, enlightening that can happen in those. Yes, things. yes, it definitely leaves the the room for that. Yeah, when you just get it clear, you know, right in front of your face, and be able to say, mm-hmm. "This is what we're talking about." Because again, we can be largely unconscious to this, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I'll kind of, you know, kind of joke with couples sometimes, but say, you know. I think I know what you're doing, right? It, I mean, what, or I'll ask them, you know, what do you think the point of being critical is, right? And they're basically saying this, hey, I wonder if I can get you to realize how stupid you're being, um, <laughs> that you'll change your behavior, right? You will, you will say, oh, you're right. I am, I am totally ridiculous <laughs> and crazy and an idiot, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll change my behavior for you. Um, I mean, if you really think about it, that's the hope. Right? Yeah, I that's the intent. Yeah. I'll be mean to you. <laughs> you'll change. And we can point that out. The intent's not negative, right? I really think in some way I'm, I'm going to help you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but think back in your life, right? Um, has anybody really being critical towards you really made that much of a difference? Has that, has that really helped? Um, it's, I don't think so. I think, it's, I think it's helped a lot of 18-year-olds graduate high school and get as far away from their families as they can. Um, or 16 year olds trying to emancipate themselves from their family. I mean, right. um, it doesn't seem to, you may get some compliance from it. You may get that, but you don't get the respect of the other person. And that's, that's really the problem here. It's not a, it's not a viable strategy. Even if you get the change you've gotten, you've exchanged that for someone not really respecting you um, or (laughs) resenting you, which is a, which is a tough trade off, right? Yeah. Um, so I might get the change of behavior, but I'm going to get, I'm going to lose respect. Mm-hmm. So, so there's a cost. There's a cost there. I talk to couples a lot about the uh, idea of intent versus impact. Mm-hmm. Um, and one person is in a position where they defend their intent. Uh, and one person is in the position where they uh, focus only on the impact of what's been said. Uh, and yep. there's a challenge for both people there. You know, the person who's, uh, concerned about the impact uh, needs to explore like, okay, what was the true intent? And the person on the other end is like, well, I need to kind of pay attention to what the impact was of what I did or what I said. So I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good concept and idea to keep there is, yeah, because 
you know, you can defeat it, you know, trying to defeat that on either side, right? One person can say, hey, you know, I don't, might not like how you said that or wow, that was, that, that felt a little critical, but I, I see maybe you're trying to get this across. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the other person pulling back saying, whoa, you know, maybe that's not the best way to uh, approach, uh, <laughs> approach that. And, you know, and sometimes we can make that very personal, right? Because um, even if somebody does say, oh, you're just this, this, and this, critical. And, and rarely are you going to respond with, oh, thank you so much for pointing that out in me, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, I exactly. am such an idiot, right? Thank you. <laughs> I'm going I'm to now change my behavior. Now there's times maybe that works, maybe that has worked, you know, a time or two to see that. Uh, but generally it doesn't come from the direct finger pointing, you know, you're a lazy, no good, whatever. Um, no, really never got, later. yeah, never got anybody to say, yeah, you're right. <laughs> No, let me, let me change, <laughs> let me change that. So, so again, and we talked about the, the four horsemen there uh, earlier, the criticism and the defensiveness, right? You already got to the horsemen there pretty quick. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's a, it's a, it's a recipe for disaster there. So the uh, antidote to criticism would be, what, they, what does uh, Gottman call it? The uh, soft yeah, startup? Soft startup, um, soft startups, that big one. Yeah, there's a big difference between saying, <laughs> I hate you. You always, or you never. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you okay. don't care about me, or uh, why don't you ever listen? Oh, you know, yeah. Because, um, you know, again, a soft startup rarely starts with you, right? You did this, you did that. Um, but it might start with, you know, I, d I didn't like it when you said this the other day. And this happened, right? I felt this way. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, take responsibility for the, take responsibility for the emotion or mm -hmm. take responsibility for the re reaction. So yeah, I think that is, um, kind of their, their antidote uh, for sure. I think they do a lot of work around that since I'm not a Gottman trained therapist, but, um, you know, that idea of how I approach somebody with something makes a, makes a really big difference. Yeah, for sure. I am a uh, level one, 1.5. I'm working on level two, so yeah. I'll give myself a 0.5 there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So that, that soft startup is what they would say is the, the anecdote to the criticism. Um, mm. Just being able to express where you're coming from and how something is um, instead of a blaming kind of piece yeah. of that. So, you know, it's that idea, right? Cause I think criticism is really in some there's there's some hate there i, I hate this in you mm -hmm. right i hate that this is this is coming out um and I, I i can only really hate you know that which i don't value um so if i'm not valuing you i can say these things like mm -hmm. i will i will get critical um i will do those things and so the soft startup i think really helps with that of, of not making this about you but maybe about the behavior or my experience of you mm -hmm. What I, what I see, though, even at a deeper level is if I'm criticizing you or doing something like that, I'm not valuing you. And um, I think I said this maybe in our last interview, but I can only treat you according to how I see you. And, and if I see you as somebody worthy of, of criticism, right, or, mm -hmm. or, or that hate, I'll, I'll, I may bring that. Um, and again, under the guise that I think maybe it'll be helpful for you or or help you change but really it's just just bad behavior it's just unhelpful yeah that's true so i you know that that level of you know how do i get there 
And I was thinking of this coming into this. I think it's important to look at, again, just the habit side of criticism. Like, uh, again, a lot of times what I see in people that are critical is one, they either had a critical parent, right, themselves mm -hmm. and, and learn that, um, or too often they're very critical of themselves. So that's mm -hmm. in some sense their own internal language. Yeah. And really living on a, on a tightrope in a sense. But um, I really will explore that with people sometimes uh, because they'll remember. I remember what it felt like to be under the thumb of the critical parent. I, I remember what it was like to feel like mm -hmm. I could never do anything right. Uh, I knew what it was like when, you know, I made good grades, but one wasn't so good. And I just got bashed for that one. Mm. Uh, remember what it was like when, you know, I did pretty good in a baseball game, but all my dad did was focus on the one strikeout that I had, you know? Um, mm. So sometimes bringing people back to that and just saying, you know, get them in touch with, with that feeling, that experience of that. And, and they don't like it. It doesn't <laughs> feel good. Right. right yeah. And, remember this because when you, when you come across this way to your partner, that's what they're experiencing. Uh, that, that same thing. And it's not making you love them anymore. Just like it didn't make you love the critical parent anymore. It just made you more afraid of them. Right. Or made mm -hmm. you more fearful of messing up. And Disconnected. Yeah. Yeah. And you see that and you see that kind of growing through. And again, criticism says you're not good enough how you are, right? There's something wrong with you. Mm -hmm. If you heard that growing up, uh, enough, right? When you believe that about yourself and then you're going to project that on other people. Mm -hmm. and so I, I hope people see that, you know, it's just a bad, you learned it at some point, it was done to you and it wasn't stopped. Mm -hmm. And what happens when you're frustrated, you go to your defaults uh, you go to what was done to you, uh, what you were, what you were used to. And there's a lot of great athletes. There's a lot of great performers that are there partly because they had really critical parents, uh, <laughs> they're not happy, right? And live with this constant uh, critical voice in, in their head. I know you've had those clients too, where it's just like, man, you beat yourself up, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and it just, but it doesn't work. It's not, it's not a really a viable strategy or a good strategy. Cause it, it cause again, if it, if it worked right, I just say, man, I'm such an idiot. And I would just change <laughs> or, you know, it doesn't, no, um, it doesn't seem that doesn't definitely seem. does not work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and let me say that too. There's guilt, I think, which is good. Guilt is I treated you wrong. I, I did something that wasn't good. Right. That that's good. We want that guilt. If you don't have that guilt at all about anything, then, um, then we have other diagnoses for you. <laughs> right. um, you know, in that, that's kind of scary, right? But guilt is good, right? Man, I really messed up. I, I, I shouldn't have done that, right? I let my emotions get a hold of me or I really said something that was really hit below the belt or wasn't fair. Mm -hmm. um, that's good. Like, we, we like that. And then we should know the right or wrong, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's so good. If we're going deeper than that and it's, no, I am the mistake or I am the bleepity bleep or whatever, mm -hmm. um, it just breaks you down and, and doesn't, and doesn't help. And again, sometimes we try to apply that to our partners, you know, um, if I let you know how bad you are, um, or that again, and shame, you will <laughs> shame, you'll change. Mm -hmm. I realize with people in shame, you just feel more, you, you just feel more shame. Uh, 
right? It's kind of like the difference in guilt and shame. Guilt is a guilt is a right or wrong, uh, innocent or guilty kind of deal, and shame is I'm a bad person kind of deal. Yeah, exactly. And so, I, again, I think so. Again, anytime we're critical, we're basically we think about it like this. I'm trying to shame the other person to to do better mm-hmm. or to or to get better again. A lot of couples, a lot of people are just unconscious to that. Um, it's just what I, it's just kind of what I do. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I see and it hurts, but it, sure. but it does. I don't know. That, that's the big thing to me though. I mean, I'm really looking into where it, where it came from. Right. And understanding that, cause that can help you get some distance um, from that. And mm-hmm. I think it's also interesting uh, if you've noticed this um, in criticism, right? Uh, what you're saying sometimes is, you can make mistakes, but are you, 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 you're bad. When you do something, you're bad, right? It's something intrinsically wrong about you. When I do something, it's a mistake, <laughs> right? That, that yeah. idea of, right. I'm going to, I'm going to shame you for it. But when I do it, oops, right. Um, actually yeah. did that, right. right. Sometimes we do, a, you know, I'm, in parenting, right. Um, our child might drop a dish or do something and break it. You know, what are you doing? You know, you can't believe you did this and blah, you should hold that tighter. And, you know, mm-hmm. Um, but when you drop a plate, it might be like, oh, it slipped. Yeah, I made a, mis- <laughs> I made a mistake versus uh, right. uh, I'm a bad person. Right. So when you do it, right, when, when you do it, it's something wrong with you. When I do it, it's a mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, so can I give the other person, you know, the same grace that I would give myself, right? Mm-hmm. Can I allow this other person to be, uh, again, to be human? Instead of holding yeah. up to the standard that you can never make a mistake, right? <laughs> right it's kind of like we judge someone else uh, by their worst and us by our best what <laughs> yeah. was it that yeah something like that yeah yeah and it's just again just best intention we judge ourselves by our intentions and other people by their behaviors or something like that mm-hmm. so criticism and defensive like cycle is one of the the main things that i wanted to to bring up in our conversation together because that's one of the things that i see the most when i work with couples is um is that piece of it and uh and like we were saying it plays out in society so much uh, mm-hmm. one side is critical of the other other side's defensive and it just goes round and round yep yeah 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 and, and no one stops but it's great because it's it's a completely breakable pattern right i mean maybe once you stop doing it get, get people just focus on behavior right uh, you know and and learning how Take to ownership make- for your side yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, if you're going to complain, complain about behavior. Um, and then the next step would be also making that request. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, would you, would you mind doing this instead? Right. Or could, you know, would you do this next time? Um, right. Would you ask me like this? You know, I, I think you, that actually has, that actually has a place to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, criticism just, I mean, it, it, it stops it. Yeah. Yeah does cut to the does cut to the core and and we do need to see it like that i mean we do need to see it as character assassination mm-hmm. right i think we do need to understand that because a lot of times we think no this is for their good right <laughs> or i have a right to say this um by the way yes that's true you 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 have a right to say that <laughs> <laughs> uh, whatever you want you just you just also have responsibility set the consequences mm-hmm. of of that. And, and I've had that, those sessions where I've had to say, basically, 
you just need to know that if you continue to talk like this, um, he or she, your partner will eventually leave you. Yeah. You're just going right. to drive a wedge. Mm-hmm. Right. Or worse, your partner will stay with you and resent you. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. And be miserable. And so, um, not, not good. Right. Um, and, and you do what you will get this sometimes or in relationships is one partner will be the critical partner and the one, the other partner will be kind of the shame based, um, accepting partner of that. Right. So you'll, you'll kind of the giver of, of the criticism and then the receiver. And, and that's just a, again, it's just a dangerous, it's just a dangerous combo. Um, and and we have to deal with that sometimes. And sometimes you have to learn if you're the one that can, that takes the criticism, just internalizes it and allows it to go on, mm-hmm. um, you know, learning how to step up into that and say, you know what, that talking to me that way is, is not okay. Yeah. Which is often sometimes why people come into therapy is trying to get, getting help. Like I need to be able to stand up to this, right. Mm-hmm. I need to be able to say, this is not okay. Um, and, and for the other person to be able to, to hear that, tell you what, one of the hard things is when you do get maybe one person in session. So you just see an individual, mm-hmm. not the, not the couple. Um, that's hard because, you know, often this person will tell you all these stories about how they're just getting beat down at home right? <laughs> and, and those sort of things. And you're just like, wow. Right. Um, <laughs> And I've had to say some people, look, I, what I can't do is help you learn how to be abused better. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, if someone is telling you you're wrong and you're bad and putting everything on you all the time, that's a problem, mm-hmm. right? That's that psychological abuse, right? Yeah, uh, for sure. And we gotta, we gotta, we gotta learn that. What happens though, is that person goes <laughs> home and starts standing up to themselves. It, it, you know, again, the real critical partner rarely just says, okay, thank you for, you know, uh, showing me that. However, we do have to change, help change the dance there of, um, you don't know that, that maybe they'll say, I don't have to take it anymore uh, kind of idea, but Mm -hmm. learning how to do that, um, learning how to do that safely um, is important as well. Um, But sometimes these relationships are based on you're the good one, I'm the bad one. Right. Yeah, that system. It's okay to criticize me, but anytime this person, kind of the lower side of that. And I'm kind of holding my hands at a, you know, one person above the other. Um, but sometimes there's been that kind of dangerous pattern of it's okay to criticize me. Um, you know, and we'll kind of continue to protect you in this relationship. So I won't say anything against it. I'll just feel like I need to keep, you know, I'm sorry. I'll try to be better. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. Or I'll take, mm-hmm. the and, um, take the responsibility for that. And that's, again, talking about dangerous patterns and dangerous uh, combinations. that that we see you know the often see as a yeah therapist but again some people just don't realize um you don't have to that 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 is psychological some that is psychological abuse Mm -hmm. right someone tearing you down um to feel better about themselves or to take no responsibility for the for the relationship and uh, you know it's it is it's 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 a problem and and it's it's a can be a deal breaker. <clears throat> yeah, no, I situation. agree with that a hundred percent. We do see that kind of that, uh, one person's the, 
go with the over function or under function or kind of systems position there. And one person feels the freedom to just kind of pile on the other. Mm -hmm. so. <laughs> right. And, and I would never say like, you know, that side of, it's not like the person kind of the lower end of that is, is wanting that and is inviting that and has a responsibility for that. Cause we don't have a responsibility for the behavior of the other person. True. Right. Um, the signs were on that lower side. We do some have responsibility for ourselves to decide what we're, what we're willing to accept and not, and then right. learn how to then learn how to speak up for that and, um, and, and do that. And if you, if you're doing that, if the person continues to attack, continues to do that, then, you know, you, you may need to take a serious look at, at the relationship, right. And, and what's going on. So, um, but again, sometimes we'll, we'll kind of, uh, we'll kind of see that and, and need to, and need to, need to push back. Um, do need to push back against that. That is a good sign to talk to a therapist, right? Yeah. It'd be a good <laughs> sign. You know, yeah. If that is, if that is happening. Mm -hmm. And again, sometimes that can change, right? Sometimes we can kind of get that dynamic to change and help that to change. Um, and sometimes it can't, right? It doesn't change or, or, or uh, it's not able to make that. And, and that's just an indication, right, of um, where that relationship at, is at. Mm -hmm. so, but yeah, again, a lot of people don't stand up to that because the fear is if I stand up to that, right, then it'll get worse or this person will leave me. Um, so it's better just to it's better just to be criticized and take that than to risk um, you know losing this person yeah it's it's hard to try to make change because you get into that pattern that we've talked about the defensive critical pattern and so natural human tendency is to just roll with mm -hmm. our our behavior that we've always done and it's led to the point where you get into the uncomfortable negative cycle um and so it's real hard to think about trying something different um, yeah yeah and and you know and on the other side of that right we see the person who comes into therapy who his wife or husband just finally said enough and they've left mm -hmm. right and um you know it's it's sometimes there's those hard conversations <laughs> yeah you know? But um, sometimes people will be very surprised at the end of a relationship. I don't know what happened. I don't know what went on. And, and is <laughs> talk to them terribly. Yeah, yeah you, you talk to them terribly, right? Uh, you're, <laughs> right? You're critical. And finally, they just, they just left, you know. Well, they should have told me. Well, they probably were trying to tell you in a whole lot of ways. Yeah, right. You, you weren't looking for it. Yeah. Right. So uh, th those are hard, too. And, and we all want to not have to be in those situations to hear that, you know. Uh, mm. So it just leaves. What happens, right? So let's talk about the other side of that because we have talked about the, you know, the, the critical side of that. And, um, but I think when we talked about the antidote to that, the change to that, right. Is, is I think more acceptance of, of who this other person is, right. Is more grace is more sure. uh, understanding, um, mm -hmm. is, is more appreciation. Mm -hmm. I know appreciation is a little bit more in the Gottman stuff for the, uh, antidote for contempt. Right. And it's, it's mm -hmm. building culture of appreciation. But I think that really applies to the criticism as well. Um, how much in your relationship, I mean, what's your ratio of compliments to criticisms, right? Uh, uh, positive things to, to negative things because your partner's going to do things you don't like and mm -hmm. not do that, but they probably also do a lot of things that you do like. 
and that you do appreciate. Right. And I, again, I think we talked about this last time, but we, we got to get that ratio right the right way. Am I saying enough? Am I saying enough positive things? Am I bringing that out? Am I appreciating what you are doing? Um, am I looking for those things? Am I building you up? Mm-hmm. Um, Gottman would say it's supposed to be like a five to one ratio yeah. between positive and negative and uh, to kind of maintain that relationship at the point where it needs to be. Yeah. And yeah, I ask people that sometimes along that, what's, what's your ratio? Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> like it's the other way. Yeah. It's probably- one, one seems pretty bold. <laughs> 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 That's one I, yeah. But the beauty of that research is this is how important it is, mm-hmm. right? That I hold you in, in high esteem, mm-hmm. right? that I value you for what you bring and, and not just focus on what, you, what you're not doing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that is, uh, and that's hard. Again, I think human nature, you know, I, I think what's, what's more important to our survival to notice positive things or notice negative things. I don't think it's net notice the negative things, right? So we don't die. Right. So, uh, yeah. so things don't go bad. Right. And so there is a negative bias. I mean, uh, biases that we all have. Yeah. Our brains attached to the negative much quicker yes, than the positive. Because yeah. that, that mm-hmm. protects us that um, we, we, we survive. So we are, we are in some ways, um, you know, since we're not living under constant environmental threat in, in some ways, depending where you live, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, we, we, we're more programmed towards the negative. So we got to learn this. I mean, this is a learned, this is a learned behavior of, sure. yeah. How do I, how do I hold you in that high esteem? How do I focus on, make focus sure on the positive. saying the positives and make sure that I'm identifying the positives and all that and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I agree. That's, that's tough to, to remember to do that because like you said, it's so easy to, yeah. to just pick apart those negative things. And um, yeah, it's <clears throat> not getting right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a good way to suffer, right. Is to focus on what you don't have. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, and, and <laughs> feel, <laughs> feel upset about that. Right. Um, yeah. And so are there those, um, those compliments are you are you speaking well of your partner are you um you know are you valuing them again for that side are you protecting their character right rather than rather than assassinating it mm-hmm. giving it the benefit of the doubt and it's all things we know right we've all heard these things uh but Putting it into practice can be so Putting hard. It into practice it can because be. of that uh, that path of least resistance is to criticize, mm-hmm. and then going back to our other conversation to get defensive after that. Yeah, again, that again that that there's always this projection process that's going on too. I think is that uh, you know when you fail, you make a mistake, right? I'm, I'm really dealing with my own fear. Um, a failure and those sort of things, projecting mm-hmm. it on you. I, I don't know how to handle that um, in, sure. in myself. So, you know, I, again, I tell couples a lot. I mean, just if you just focus on giving grace, um, giving understanding, mm-hmm. ask questions rather than give giving criticisms. Um, it can make a huge can can make a huge difference, <laughs> um, and we have to look at it. You know. And none of us are perfect. <laughs> you know, you look at that, man, you know, I didn't, I didn't say that very well. I didn't, you know, 
But we said practice. Yeah, it's practice. part of that, uh, giving, giving each other that, uh, <clears throat> recognizing the intent of what was trying to be done there. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's you're in far, there, better off, far better off to assume positive intent. Yeah, right. Than you are, than you are negative intent. Because you'll be right more of the time. Um, so, again, if you're with somebody that truly wants to hurt you and make you feel that way, you know, you do have to examine that and look at that. Um, yeah. But chances are, <laughs> chances are they're 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 trying to help. Again, I, again, I think, I think I'm going to be critical of you if I think that's a viable strategy, a workable strategy. So again, I don't, I don't think we need to work on how we approach the other person. I think we need to work just even internally how we talk to ourselves when when we make mistakes, how we how we deal with ourselves when we don't live up to our standards. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm a family therapist. I would also look at this. If, there, if there's still a parent in my life that's critical towards me and I continue to take it, not say anything about it, critical towards me or my partner, but if I continue to take it, not stand up to it, um, not then, you know, in some ways I'm missing a chance to really stand up for myself in that original place where I need to. Mm-hmm. Right. And so am I telling the critical parent, hey, <clears throat> that's not okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to talk to me that way. Hey, if you want to have a conversation, I'm happy to have that. But if you're going to be critical or make those comments, then um, we need to not talk. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes it is, um, we're trying to stop that, <laughs> stop that coming through. But sometimes I have to stop it at the, at the source. Sure. Again, not parent blaming, not parent hating. But if that's happening up there and I haven't said stop to that and put a boundary um, then it's going to be hard for me to put a stop to that in, in my relationship to my partner or in my own head. Mm-hmm. So I want to take the struggle back to the, the original source, right? And so if you still have a critical parent um, and have that, learning how to speak back to that. Um, so you know, it goes a little deeper, but um, I tend to like to look back there a little bit just, just to see that. See where that comes from. Yeah. See where it comes sure. from. And that can help create some distance from that mm-hmm. uh, for you. And so, yeah, I think critical people often are very critical, are very critical of themselves or very afraid of making mistakes or being mm-hmm. found out to be a failure, right? That um, I completely project that onto you. Right. It's like the criticize, the criticizer is usually something going on with them, kind of that classic. Yeah. Um, the person who's doing the criticizing is often the most critical of themselves and yeah, being yeah. criticized and has grown up dealing with that. So it's a miserable, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a miserable place to live. And, and then sometimes, you know, it might not have come from a parent. It might've come from somewhere else. Your parent might not be alive anymore. Right. And you're still kind of living under that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the next place really to stand up to it and, and probably really the first place is to stand up to that in yourself. Right. And when that voice comes up, when the inner critic, you hear that a lot comes up, mm-hmm. I've got to stand up to that and say, you know what? Enough. Right. That's not the truth about me. Um, you know, yeah, I do make mistakes. I do this, but um, I'm not a, you know, piece of piece of crap. Right. You know, I'm not a, and by the way, I think I kind of try to edit my language on that. People say <laughs> really horrible stuff to themselves in their brains. Right. Just sure. really take themselves down. Mm-hmm. Again, I think people who criticize or are critical don't have, you know, 
they have that same really critical voice um, uh, inside. And again, some of them are not aware of it. Um, and kind of you look more on the narcissistic side. Um, if you're with somebody who's real narcissistic or, or that, they block that voice out so much so that they now they just project it on everybody else. <laughs> but, but underneath that is that real insecurity of who I am. And I'm really not sure who that is, but it's probably a pretty terrible person. So mm. I, I've got to hide from that and <laughs> put that on, put that on everybody else. Um, so yeah, am I standing up to that voice myself? Um, that's, that's, that's a very important thing to be. A question to ask yourself. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, I think we could go round and round on this for a while if we wanted to, but uh, mm -hmm. we don't have to do that today. But uh, we'll, we'll get off the criticism defensiveness cycle. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, <laughs> no, very good. I, I think it's very good. I mean, to, to talk about this and really, and really look at this. And, and I hope you know, I hope for people that are listening that it, you can kind of catch that, see that, get maybe get some insight uh, from this mm -hmm. and a little better understanding as to, as to what's going on. Right. It can kind of free, can kind of free that up. And it's amazing, you know, um, again, there's probably nothing that criticism can do that really being loving and respectful can't do better. I borrowed some of that from from Terry Real, um, kind of a big therapist in the in the family therapy field right now. Mm -hmm. But but that idea of you know, here's a better strategy. You know, finding a way to be loving, finding a way to be kind about that, and, and put that forward um, can is going to achieve your is going to achieve it better. Yeah, and the critical, yeah. the, the harsh, um, ever will, and so. Um, and when you're loving and kind, <laughs> you, don't, you don't you don't look behind you and see the the wake of destruction that you <laughs> that you caused. <laughs> Very true. So I, again, I hope people are able to kind of see that and understand that. And um, and you know, to get into therapy, um, a lot of what we deal with in therapy is that inner critic and just helping people work through that. Mm -hmm and get through that. And if you can do that within the relationship context, that's awesome. If you need to come into therapy and really work on that individually, um, do that too. I mean, that's, don't ignore it. Yeah. Yeah. Good words. Well, thanks again for joining yeah. me. <clears throat> Appreciate well, it. It's good to catch up again. And, uh, maybe we'll bring you back for yet another breakdown in marriage communication absolutely i mean we got two more, we got two more horsemen <laughs> we got a couple more horsemen we can cover yeah yeah the uh, the contempt and the stonewalling but what i see most most of all is this criticism defensiveness pattern for sure mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. people yep. want to win basically and those are <laughs> yeah. those are the strategies to win with <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely absolutely yeah do you want to win right or do you want to <laughs> you want to be married um <laughs> right the perceived win i have to ask that question I was like, that's right sometimes i'm just like the couple gets into the cycle my office and i'm like so let me just stop you for a second what do you want to be that outcome of this discussion right now like <laughs> i'm just like just tell me like what would be good at the end of this and they're mm -hmm. just kind of like uh 
don't know what to say about that. <laughs> just that's what we're supposed to do, right? Yeah, it's just uh, that natural tendency is to go and defend myself or criticize something. Right, so. right, right. Yeah, I'm trying to save people a lot of breath, right? If you just say, you know, uh, save your time. Um, what is it that you're really trying to say? And, right. and usually it's some version of, I just wish you'd do something different here. Right? And wow, if we could just start there. And go exactly right. <laughs> so that's what we're trying to help people. That's what we're trying to help people do. And um, again, I hope that we talk about here's a place to start. It's just that's the place to start. Mm-hmm. Defeating that, defeating that in yourself, and not going. So okay, I know. So we're going to go round and round here. Um, but we definitely could. Um, <laughs> we could go on for a long time if we, we need to. But good. We got clients. Right. We got to. We got to help people. That's right. We got people walking through the doors here. <laughs> All right. All right. Hey, well, I appreciate, I do appreciate you. Appreciate you having me on and glad to, glad to offer any, any thoughts I can. This has been Mapping Healthy Minds, a podcast that explores the intersection of mental health and life. For more episodes, you can find the show on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And we are also on social media sites, Facebook and Instagram website for the show is mappinghealthyminds.com which has access to all the episodes that we've recorded so far and a little bit more about the show thanks so much for listening and if you enjoyed the show give us a review or tell a friend it's the best way for us to pass the word on to other people mapping healthy minds is brought to you by compass counseling and is produced and hosted by yours truly justin lewis